Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, girlies. I hope you are, are having an amazing day slash night. I am in such a good mood now. My day didn't start off good, but to God be the glory, it's going to end off good, okay? Don't let these folks ruin your day. That is a PSA. Don't let these folks win. Don't let these folks ruin your day. I've been having like a tough, tough, tough time lately, just still adjusting to moving and I've been having some like work troubles on top of that so moving work troubles lack of community and friends and also now here I am talking about my financial fast I know we have started off with our read-along, The Bait of Satan, by John Bevere last episode, and we will continue on with that read-along, but we are bringing a, I'm giving you a little pause, chat. Like, we just, we pausing because I got a message for you about failure and my testimony and my recent failure, <laughs> very recent failure, like this week, recent failure. Okay. The perception of failure. So when I think about failure, really, of course, we think about negative outcomes and it can be, it can trigger like emotional responses such as disappointment or like frustration and even fear. And to my surprise, this last failure that I experienced did exude feelings of fear, like fear arose in me. And we all know that fear is not from God, but when it just starts to arise, it kind of tries to take over. Right. And then it goes down spiraling. And then I do like the over, over generalization thing and the dissociated thinking that we talked about a couple episodes back, but that's neither here nor there. But it's really because the brain tends to focus on potential threats and negative experiences in order to protect ourselves. And I kind of saw that happening in an odd, obsolete way with having to do with my financial fast. So let me back this up a second, and I'll just tell y'all about what this financial fast has been telling. So God had led me to go on a financial fast because, one, I was never being a good steward of my money. I don't think I, I can honestly sit here and say I have never been a good steward of my finances. And maybe you're listening to this like, what do you mean, Imani? Like, what do you mean as far as good steward? Um, I mean, actively, like I've always like save, okay, but actively knowing where your money is going at what time it actually goes, like every penny should be a soldier and, and that soldier has a purpose. And with that actively saving and actively tithing and actively investing on top of actively giving back. I have not done all of those things at the same time consistently with my finances. And when times got tough, I kind of relied on myself. And and with that, I went to a small group in church and I joined a finance small group. And I never really heard of churches having a financial small groups So I was really intrigued and I kind of was drawn to it. And a little voice inside of me, the Holy Spirit was just like, join it, join it, join it. (laughs) It just kept taunting me. It was like, join it, join it, join it, join it, join it, join it. So I was like, okay, okay, child, I'll join it. And let me tell y'all, y'all, I joined that financial group for church and got my life handed to me the first meeting. I was like, dang, you know how you go to church and you just get red? I got red for filth. 
And I needed to get read for filth. And I really want to say thank you. If any of those women come across my podcast and hear this episode, thank you for dragging me and reading me for filth in a godly way. (laughs) And from that, it led me to purchase this book called 21 Day Financial Fast by Michelle Singleton in the The book will be in the description box of this podcast if you would like to purchase it. And the book, basically, every day, it's 21-day financial fast. And the rules are I cannot use my credit card, and I cannot use my debit card, and I cannot spend money on anything that is not considered an essential. By the way, y'all, I had listened to someone else's podcast and she was doing her makeup while she was doing the podcast. So if you hear some rambling in the back, it's because I'm doing my makeup while I'm doing this podcast. I think it's going to be a cute idea. Like, get ready with me and chat. Like, love that for me. Anyway, so if you hear that, that's why. So I can't spend on anything that's not essential. So no eating out, even though food is essential. My mom's like, oh, but you can still go to the, um, like, to the restaurants. And I'm like, girl, no. So no eating out either. And it sounds like it would be easy, right? Kind of, sort of. I knew, I thought it sounded like it would be something a little easier for me because it's not like I have a lot of friends here in the first place. So I'm not constantly like getting asked, let's go here, let's go there, let's go here, let's go there, let's do this. So to my surprise, I'm like, okay, sure, we could do that. I end up doing this and Every day coincides with an assignment and scripture and things to read from the book. And I I love this book. I think this book has changed my life. And I'm not even finished with the fast, but the book has changed my life. I'm literally on like day, I'm probably on day 20 really because I don't skip a couple days of reading. But okay, I'm probably on like day 18, day 18 or 19. But anyway, I'm doing the financial fast and every day I'm reading, I'm having my scripture, I'm doing the assignment that coincides with that day. And throughout this fast, I have been tempted so many times by the devil. And I think y'all know where this is going. Like you kind of see, you see where this is going, right? And it would be the most outlandish temptations that if I wasn't still in my finances and so focused on this financial fast and growing closer with God, I probably would miss the fact that these things that are happening to me and in front of me are actually from the enemy. And at first I thought, Maybe this is not Satan himself, and maybe this is God testing me, telling me, and trying to see, you know, where I would land. Like, is this a test from God, or is this hating Satan himself? And for the most part, I thought it was a test from God until, uh, let's just get into it. I can't tell you the whole story. We'll be here forever, sis. First time I got tempted... Well, actually, not even first time I got tempted. Everywhere I would go, I would run into, like I said, that one financial, that one podcast, I would run into the story of Jesus in the wilderness. No matter where I, y'all, no matter where I go, I would turn on YouTube, boom, click on a random video. The video wouldn't even be titled like temptation or nothing. Click on a random video. It's the story with Jesus fasting for 40 days, 40 nights and getting tempted by the devil. I would go to, I would go to church. 
Same thing. They're preaching that. I literally would click on because I like to listen to different church sermons too on YouTube because I just need more Jesus throughout the week. These folks try to ruin my life. And I would click, click on random church sermons and boom, that would be the message. And it was as if I could not like escape. I really felt like God was talking to me through this whole entire story of Jesus getting tempted in the wilderness three times by Satan. Couldn't get away from it. And all while this is happening, I'm having the most outlandish things. Every time I'm talking to someone, everyone's asking me, so you're going to go to Beyonce? So you're going to go to Beyonce? So you're going to go to Beyonce? I get on TikTok Live. Are you going to go to Beyonce? I am talking to a friend. You're going to go to Beyonce? I meet someone new. So are you going to come to Beyonce? Mind you all, Beyonce came to D.C. Like, literally while I'm on this fast. She literally just left D.C. on the 6th. It, right now, it's the 9th. I could not purchase Beyonce tickets because that is not an essential. I'm on the fast. I can't purchase Beyonce tickets. And it's so crazy because I wanted to purposely wait until last minute to purchase Beyonce tickets. Per like, purposely. So that's why I didn't have tickets before the fast. And then I get on this fast, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Ooh, I mean, will it count? Yes, it would count because I'm on the fast, but people keep asking me. I can't get away from it. Every video that's popping up is get ready with me from Renaissance, Club Renaissance. I'm seeing it everywhere. I had to skip posting days on TikTok because I was so tired of seeing people posting at the Beyonce concert into which I could not attend. I was like upset. I was so upset. That was the first thing. The second thing, then all of a sudden this... I wanted to get, I want to get a second round. I want to get plastic surgery. Okay, we are all friends here. I'm going to tell y'all. I want to get plastic surgery. And the guy who I want to get plastic surgery from charged, he quoted me $13,000, y'all. He quoted my friend $17,000. And to which we both said, you can kick rocks with no shoes on. That is crazy. All of a sudden, randomly at 9 a.m., I get woken up by a call from Miami and I'm like this is interesting I get a call from Miami and it's this lady like hey my name is so-and-so from Dr. So-and-so office you won't believe like this is a cell he is offering the same surgery in which I got quoted $13,000 for y'all for $6,000 mind you this man is the creme de la creme this man is people like people go to him and they spend 20K easy. This is the criminal. He's never in his career, probably when he first started off, I'm being dramatic, but he has never had a sale like that, y'all. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to the lady. I'm so excited, so excited. Because if anyone listened to this has had plastic surgery, you kind of know. You sign your contract and your contract's good for either 12 months or 24 months, literally two years. So I'm like, okay, cool. Da -da -da -da. She goes, oh yeah, but um. In order to do this, we need you to have surgery by September, and we also need your deposit by this weekend. And I'm like, uh. So I get off the phone with her. I call my friend, and I'm so excited, y'all. Listen to this. So excited. I call my friend. So excited. I'm telling her, telling her. All of a sudden, she's like, but I don't know. She's excited. I'm excited. She got quoted 17000 I got quoted 13000 All of a sudden, she goes, you know what, Imani, I don't know. I think that we need to look at this spiritually. 
Because I don't think, like, this is too much of a just random coincidence, right? And I'm on this fast. All of a sudden, during this fast, the doctor has the biggest sale of his life, and I really want this, but I can't spend money. Again, this is not a, this is not food for me to eat. So I'm sad. Immediately, I'm sad, and I tell her, you're right. Shameless plug, this is why you are, this is why you are to have friends. This is why you are to talk, because in my excitement, I went to call my friend, and she checked me about this. This is kind of like you're on a fast, right? Because I was outside of reality. And those two times, again, I go to church again. And what are they talking about that next, that next week? They're talking about Jesus getting tempted in the woods. Y'all, oh my gosh. I'm like, this has been me. I have been getting pulled every which way. Then all of a sudden, come back from church that Sunday, boom, Monday, lady calls me. Oh my gosh, good. Guess what? We actually extended it, into the sale, into the end of the year. Mind you, this was not a sale that he posted on his Instagram. This is not a sale that he had emailed about. It's still his office. Like, it's not a scam. This is not, because, you know, they have my information. This is a sale that's only geared towards, I guess, a certain targeted group of people who probably wanted to get surgery from him before and decided not to. And she calls me back and she said, we're extending it to the end of the year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But we still need your deposit tomorrow. Like we're not going to, here I am forced to make the decision. And that was my third time. And here I am, like, I'm doing such an amazing job until last week. I get incredibly bored, y'all, and it sets in. I feel like I'm close in my apartment. I haven't really done much because if I go out, like, I don't really, I'm not able to control myself and not like, oh, let me, let me just get a drink. Let me just get something, right? They're free things to do, but I try to eat before, and then next thing you know, you're still spending money somehow, some way. I sit up here and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just have a talk and see about joining a gym because they're opening a brand new Equinox in D.C. There's like there will be three now when this one opens. And what better time to sign up for a gym is really when the gym is not open yet because you are considered a founding gym member and you will honestly have the best rate. I had a really good lifetime rate. Oh, my gosh. And I had to cancel my lifetime because I moved here and lifetime's not close to where I am. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go and listen to, this is where I went wrong. Let me go and listen to Equinox. Now that little listen session and the rest of my day ended up with me spending $395 between the gym, between eating, between, I went on a binger. Like once I spent money on signing up for the gym, it was like, well, you already lost. You might as well keep going. You see how this message is like turning into just a big failure. I already lost. And I'm like on this like spending high because I haven't spent money. It's like once I put my credit card down like I don't know all of a sudden like I just started it felt better than sex like I don't know what it, what it felt better than eating felt better than sex it felt better than whatever like think of like when you feel good and you're like pumped up you're like wow 
that was me. I'm pretty sure the man was looking at me crazy. Like, what is wrong with this girl? And once I did that, I just went on a rampage, y'all. I was like, I'm going to do some wall art because I don't want to spend $500 on this wall art. I'm going to go to Joann's. I went to Home Depot. I went to this, like, niche craft store. I'm just swiping it, swiping it, swiping it. I went to Popeye's because I was craving a biscuit. I just went full throttle. And that's going into my second point. First point is the perception of failure. I just tell y'all like a whole long story about how the devil has tempted me. And he ended up just, I ended up folding like a lawn chair, just folded. The neurochemical response to failure is that it can activate the brain's stress response system, leading to a release of stress hormones like cortisol. This can impact cognitive functions and decision-making, potentially making it more difficult to think clearly and rationally in the face of failure. So after I do all that and I go on on this spending binge, it sets, reality sets in with me that I failed. And that night, I literally cried because I said, God, I failed. I couldn't even stay on track for 21 days, I folded. And will I ever, these thoughts started pouring in, will I ever become a, a good steward of my finances? Why did I even think I was adequate enough to try this? Like all these negative thoughts started pouring in. I didn't even want to do my devotional. I didn't even want to try the next day. It was like, you felt Imani, just stay there. Like, why are you, why are you even going to try that fast? You might as well not even, literally this is the enemy all in my head. I'm thinking like, I might as well not even say I'm on a fast anymore. Mind you, I've been posting every day on TikTok, telling you all and showing you all my feelings. I've, I've been going through so many ups and downs with this fast. And that was like, I was at my lowest and automatically all these thoughts started coming in And it was like in an instant, I heard it so still, so soft. You are not Jesus. Literally, you are not Jesus. And you might be listening to this like, girl, I know you're not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. But what happens when you fail in that neurochemical response along with the enemy starts filling thoughts in your head and telling you, Haha, I got you. You might as well stay down. And you think back to the story with Jesus in the woods. And I was comparing myself to Jesus in the sense of he was able to, to like shoo the devil away every time the devil was tempting him. But I wasn't able to do that. And in hindsight, saying it out loud, it's like, no shit, you're not Jesus. But I'm pretty sure you're probably thinking in an instance in your head of a time where you set a goal and you failed and you felt like, why should you have started? You felt like staying there. You felt like crying. You felt like maybe I was into over my head and you felt like maybe I'm not good enough. And to that point, you are not Jesus you are human. You are going to fail. You are always going to fall short, just like I did. 
But what you are going to do is you're going to get up and you're going to realize this. And so from failure, there's a learning and an adaptation part to it that despite the negative emotions associated with what I experienced, how my brain is wired, it's still wired to learn from mistakes. And failure can lead to an increase of neural activity and engage in areas of response for problem solving and memory consolidation, promoting adaptation and learning. I problem solved. I consolidated my memory of other words that God has said. I was harping on this one passage and I was internalizing my failure and comparing myself to Jesus being able to shoot the devil away three times. And I folded like a long chair and spent $395 and felt good doing it. And then came home and was crying. <laughs> and I had to remember that we all sin and we all will fall short. And that is why God is forgiving and not only just God being forgiving, you will always fall short. You're human. You have emotions and it is okay. But it, what it's not okay is to stay there. What's not okay is to think that you're inadequate. And what's not okay is to give the enemy leverage. That's never okay. And don't let him, don't even lose sleep over it. And so I also allowed you all in a sense to hold me accountable because I was sharing my experience and to my surprise I opened my phone the next day because I didn't post right my day I'm behind on days now I gotta go back and post child but I didn't post and someone had commented where have you been I've been waiting on you to update us and right then and there it was like how dare you be ashamed? This is not a feeling that's from me. The Lord will test you, but the Lord is not going to shame you. Shame is not from the Lord. Now, guilty conscience may be correction. It can be the Holy Spirit. I felt so guilty afterwards. After I came down from my, sh my shopping, it wasn't even shopping high, a spending high. <laughs> I came down and I was conflicted but the lord will never shame you a true friend will never shame you a man who loves you will never shame you going back to the kiki palmer episode and so with that i want to tell you all that whenever you do fail to keep a positive framing mindset frame your thoughts to make sure that the outcomes are not specifically going to always happen that way because you will fall short there's no if it's when you fall short and remember that your response to failure is complex and it varies of course from person to person and from of course whatever you failed at from whatever you failed at like any instance but it can trigger negative emotions and it holds potential for growth for adaptation and for learning and for shaping how you approach challenges and setbacks so with that go off into the sunset my doves <laughs> and yeah check out that book though check out the 21 day financial fast by michelle singletary and let me know what you think about it